0: I know. It's killing you inside. It's eating you alive, the guilt that you feel. You know that you want to, but you haven't yet. I know you're dealing with the emotions of not subscribing to the Noteworthy podcast hosted by yours truly, where we talk about things that are interesting and significant and noteworthy. Well, I've got good news for you today. Calm down. Calm down. It's going to be fine because all you have to do is go subscribe right now. Look down at that nice iPhone you got or that nice Android and just go hit subscribe. Go rate this little podcast here. Leave a little review talking about how you enjoy the show. Okay, maybe it's not that serious. Maybe you don't have guilt. Maybe I was a little dramatic. But it would be really great, and I would really appreciate it. It helps us in the podcast land. Get a little recognition and get the show out there. And all you have to do is take about 30 seconds and go leave that review. Man, I just love you guys. The doctor called. He said you have a case of unsubscribia. But thankfully, it can be cured. All you have to do is hit the button. And you're going to get updates every week of the Noteworthy Podcast. Don't Worthy, God can deliver you from unsubscribia. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? I'm so glad that you hit play. I'm so excited that you're here. It's a good day. I'm here at my desk. God is good. I'm having a blast. It's been a good week. January has hit full steam ahead. We've got events booked up. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, We're singing at a conference tonight. So much going on. And yet here we are getting to hang out together. What a blessing podcast are that we get to drive down the road together right now on your way to work and have a conversation. And if you would like to talk back or hear any questions answered on the show, just email us at nathanandrachelmusic at gmail.com, and we could actually have a conversation on the air. If not, we'll talk one-on-one. I'd love that. But today is an exciting day. I don't want to take too long because we have an exciting episode today. I'm so excited about this interview. I'm so pumped that it happened. Today's guest artist is the one and only Brittany Scott from Seattle. Yes, you've probably heard of her. You've probably sang one of her songs, Fight For Us. Heard of it? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought. Of course you've heard it. Everyone's singing it now. You're going to love this episode. Brittany actually got to come to Rachel and I's home and do this episode. We had lunch together. It was such a pleasure to get to spend time with her. She's amazing. She's awesome. Enjoy episode six of Noteworthy. Thanks, guys. I am here with Brittany Scott. Brittany, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thanks for having me. Um,
0: So it's crazy how this worked out. I messaged Brittany and I told her she was on my top list of people I wanted to interview (laughs) and we were going to try to do this Skype thing. And she was like, Well, I'm actually in town right now. (laughs) And I said, The Lord is working. We need to get together. So um, she wrapped it up in the studio today and was actually, Rachel and me and Brittany are at our home and we're getting to hang out. This is such a cool opportunity. Um, so let's just talk about why you're here and let's talk a little bit about your new project that you're working on right now.
1: Okay, so um, I am here working on a new project. <laughs> um, this is my second EP that... I guess I'm doing. And the studio that I work with is Uphill Studios and it's in the Atlanta area. So um, this is like my fourth trip, I think, out to Atlanta overall. And it's been really fun. But um, I'm really excited about this new project. Um, I know you guys have heard, I think you guys played a clip or something of one of the songs. Yeah, we, one of the we aired
0: one of, uh, I think we played Fight for Us. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So obviously I was like super happy with the way that that project turned out. Oh it was great.
0: We're going to talk about that. I was like,
1: mm-hmm. oh my goodness, how like that was the first one and I felt like it went so well that I was like how are we going to make this better? <laughs> oh. Like I feel like so we set good. the bar and now I was a little scared. <laughs> it was off
0: the chain. Awesome. Uh, but I, love
1: it. I really am yeah. super excited about this and I feel like um the writing we just got we just got it right and um we mixed up a few things so we were able we feel like to take it kind of to the next level, um, compared to the last one even. So I just cannot wait for people to hear it.
0: How are you guys doing that? Are you integrating some new stuff that you didn't do last time?
1: Yes. Um, we, we added another keys player that, um, that I don't know. He just, he just added something a little extra, I guess. Yes. (laughs) So that was, that was really cool to hear his ideas and, and some of the stuff he came up with. There's a little more like organ in it that has that gospel feel and I love that (laughs) (laughs) taking us to church yes um and I think beyond that like the only other thing we did differently we added one more background vocalist um last the last project was literally two people singing background vocals
0: two people two people and they did all all of it so that's crazy
1: just to give our soprano a little bit of a break we brought in another alto and They just, they killed it. They're super talented. So, I don't know. It's just fun. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, for people listening that uh, might not have recorded, because we did that on our album with our background singers, we had three.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And so...
0: Um, I actually was taught, somebody asked me about it the other day. They're like, how did you hire that choir?
2: Yeah. (laughs) And I was like,
0: (laughs) it was actually three people and they overlap and they sing it over and over and over. Right. And then they just keep stacking it and it eventually sounds like this choir. I'm blown away that you only had two people because your album has way more background vocals than Rachel and I's project. Way more. Actually, if there's anything that I'm just a little jealous about... Like big time, it's all these amazing background vocals <laughs> yeah. you have on your out. Like you've got like this because what I love about your songs, and I and I'll backtrack here in a minute, but uh, I love how church ready they are. They're like yeah. ready to go for church. And Rachel really and I aren't it. like that. Like yeah. when when people do our songs, <laughs> they have to figure out how we're gonna make this uh, a praise team song because it's gotcha. you because of the duet vibe that we have. Yeah. It's always like male female harmonies and we don't do a ton of the background stuff but that's something that i really admire about your project it's really cool
1: thank you and honestly like the i just think the background singers that we had their talent was just incredible like they really did it does make a difference um even our producer this this week when we got all finished and like we're taking our pictures and stuff he's like this is the dream team when it comes to background vocals like he just they deliver every single time and I, I, I just think it's interesting too, like the fact that you think of background, like we sing lead vocals or whatever, but singing background vocals is a very unique thing. Like you have to be able to blend so well with oh, yeah. each other mm-hmm. and right. you, you don't just go in and sing whatever you want, but you're like, your inflections have to be just right. Like all of these little details and they just come in and do it like flawlessly. Mm-hmm. And I sit back and, you know, my <laughs> jaw is dropped. I'm like, y'all are killing it. Like. It's just I know, crazy. I'm like, it's
0: amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of humbling, actually. Cause, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, I was joking. Uh, it's been a couple years since we did our very first album, but on the song "Greater" that we covered, yeah, um, we had these backup singers, and I was playing. I was teasing around with uh, Rachel because I was like. Our background singers are like better than we are.
2: <laughs> I have totally thought
1: they're that they're like
0: so much better than me. Why am I on the cover? I know it's
1: like y'all should be the ones making this stuff. I'm just like, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> no,
0: what? A, that's a cool thing, though. Too. I think one of the keys to successfully pursuing music is to surround yourself with people that are better than you. Yeah, and they then challenge
1: you blow. and like, yeah, yeah. they totally yeah. push you. I one of the things last time. Um, they did this cool little upwards like trick thing and Sean, the producer, he's like, that's how you know, like somebody's a really good vocalist because you can do down trip tricks, you know, it's not as hard, but to do those little upward tricks things, is challenging. And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. I'm going home and like practicing. So is that going to
3: be on your new project or? A little bit. I'm (laughs) still, I'm still working on it. Um, So are the background vocalists that you're using local to Atlanta? They are.
1: Um, they're all within, I think about an hour from the studio. Okay. Uh, so. And you
3: hire them in. We hire them. Sean hires them in. Yes,
1: which is nice. I just pay Sean and Sean takes care of everything else. Oh, that's so so great. So there's no, once I, we have our contract, you know, like I don't have to worry about anything additional. He just takes care of it all.
0: Do you have any guest singers besides your background but do you have like any duets coming up
1: not on this one
0: okay because i know you did the one with yes court, court chavis and that
1: one it like we wrote the song and everything and i didn't i wasn't we weren't writing it as a duet or anything but just the way we wrote the melody on the bridge it was like it's got to have a guy's voice come in otherwise it just is i don't know anticlimactic i guess it's mm-hmm. like i <laughs> love that yeah, it sounds so, so good we
0: actually um did that song uh, at our hyphen retreat.
1: Oh, really? In yeah, that's so cool.
0: We did it. And I think Court was actually there, and I was leading worship, and I was like, oh, great, <laughs> Court's awesome. here. He, like, recorded it. We didn't it. ask
3: him to uh, lead this. I might as
0: well just have him come up. What am I doing? You well, know? you
3: know,
1: he's probably never let it live, either.
3: <laughs> he came in, sang in studio, and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so. Well, a lot of people are doing that song, though. Yeah. Come move and fight for us. I feel like. Fight for Us was the surprise to me. Because really? I
1: thought, I loved the song, but I thought, I don't know. Like the other ones, I could definitely hear people doing Come Move at church and even like We've Overcome, mm-hmm. which didn't end up like getting that much attention. Mm-hmm. But on Fight for Us, I thought, I could see, this that, love that, that song, a youth thing? It's a great oh, song. thank you. Um, I could see like young people really enjoying it, but I didn't really see it like serving the church as a whole. And then. It just blew up, and I was like, "What?" Like that was the last one, probably that I would have expected people to just start using at church. That
0: song's all over the place.
3: I know. Yeah. I've heard it that has song. Like me, uh,
0: we were just at the Atlanta Youth Convention, yeah. and they busted that out. out. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. I feel me. like anytime that uh, it's like youth convention season or camp season or something on my insta stories i'm going to see a britney scott cover <laughs> from a district yeah, i don't know how church. this happens i'm so <laughs>
1: just cool. like um god does it you have
0: had um i think the two coolest things because your songs are so church ready uh that it it's amazing but people have taken um Great and Mighty, our song. And they've made that yeah. a praise team song. And, and it
1: totally works. It's
0: cool, because I'm like, how did they do that? Like, I need to get <laughs> notes from them. Uh, but that that one has been used a lot. And then uh, my dance is being used for, like, missionaries, like, you oh, know, going out on the that. field. And when yeah. I wrote it, uh, I wasn't really thinking of that. I was just thinking about praise and worship. But when you listen to the lyrics, it's kind of like a song for... It is. It
1: totally fits. So
0: That's that was awesome. really cool. But so I I want to talk more about your music, but let's let's shift here for a second because I want to backtrack and talk about the first album. But okay, um, let's talk about um, you, you and your husband's church plant in Seattle.
2: Yeah,
0: um, the Refuge Church of Seattle, right? That's right. And uh, I so admire what you guys are doing. I mean, I've my my parents were church planners um I've definitely been in home missions throughout a huge part of my life um so you guys are heroes to me in that oh, sense well, mm-hmm. and um we don't feel like how we. well <laughs> who who does yeah. Like I mean in home missions but how did God lead you to Seattle and uh the place of ministry you find yourself in now which by the way we you know, just we'd love to visit Seattle sometimes. Yes,
1: we
2: would love to uh, and have
0: come you hang there. out with you guys. Oh, yeah, we'd love uh, to. But tell us about that, and let's talk a little bit about your church plant there.
1: So it's kind of interesting story. When my husband and I met, um, I grew up in Washington State. Um, it, the Northwest is very underchurched, and wow. so I always just had a burden for the Northwest and either planting churches, helping somebody. Like I just anybody that I could try to get to come. I mean, I'm, and I still do this. I'm like, we need churches. We need people like you, you need to come to the Northwest. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So it's always been in my heart, but when my husband and I met, he actually felt a burden for Seattle. Wow. And so when we got married, we knew at some point we're going to, you know, end up in Seattle. We didn't know when. And it took about five years before God finally opened the door. We would try, wow. we would put out applications or you know, just test the waters to see if a door would open and nothing, like I said, for five years. And during that five years, we went through some, um, you know, just some things in our lives that helped challenge and grow us. Um, God was really, I think I know was just preparing us for what he was calling us to. And within a three day time period, God literally said it's time And we packed up our house. We had like a garage sale. We sold as much as we could. And we were on the road. And we literally did not have the money to even get to Seattle.
3: But we're
1: like, it's time God called us to go. And we're just going to take that step of faith. Um, So on the way, literally on the way, we stopped in um, Oklahoma where my my husband's family's from. Just to, you know, say hi and visit and then keep going. Um, Because we were driving from Tennessee at the time. And while we were there, um, his mom actually handed him some money and said, somebody, you know, so-and-so told me they wanted you to have this. And it was enough to get us to Seattle. Wow! Um, And since then, it's just been one thing after another. God has just completely blown our minds. Um, Within probably, I think the first week or so, I had a job. And uh, like a week later, my husband had a job doing something that he has no degree in. He wasn't qualified really to do. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and then since then, his that particular job has turned into his career. and Wow, and that's so
0: great.
2: It's
1: provided for us to be there to actually live in a city that is way too expensive <laughs> to live in, and to have a church, you know, and be able to help kind of fund and support the church as well. Because yeah. when you're starting a church. It's not supporting itself. (laughs) So the fact that he's just opened the doors for us to be able I mean, miracle after miracle, it's been amazing. And right now we're actually looking to get into another building. And I'm honestly, like, excited. It makes me excited to go, okay, God, what are you going to do this time? So, yeah, we love it. We love Seattle. We love to be a part of what he's doing. Um, Our long-term goal is we love to have five churches and five neighborhoods. Um, Right now, when we went into Seattle, there was not a apostolic church in the city limits
0: that is so crazy to me like seattle is a big city it is
1: so we went in um we were there for about a year another another um, family came in and they're working on a church plant as well um but other than that i mean it's such a big city and it's the way it's laid out there's like specific neighborhoods and they all have their own like character and, and stuff so we would really love to just have i mean a church in every neighborhood would be awesome, but our sure. our goal is 5 for now.
3: <laughs> That's a good goal. Though. What is the population of Seattle? Do you
1: know? Um, I think within the city limits, it's only around maybe 700,000. Um, a lot of obviously people the metro for... is Yeah. There's going to be a big church building when
0: they're all saved in Jesus. Name. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> wow. Um, but it's growing like crazy. I cannot remember this might be inaccurate. Uh, so you'll just have to double check, but I think we were growing by like 30,000 or something a month or oh my, that goodness. might be, that might be a little more, Wow, I might be a little off, so do not I, quote me I on that. I would not be surprised, yeah. because it of, sounds like Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, and because of like the tech, the whole tech world, you know, Amazon is there and like Oh, There's just all kinds of stuff. So I knew there was a
0: special anointing there. <laughs> yes,
3: in- <I> know. <laughs> you know, the, isn't the original Starbucks there the too? There's literally a deliverance. There's your dwelling card yeah. to get people to come like we have the original starbucks and amazon yeah well i'm glad to see you guys too i told you it don't matter who you are i'm like
1: i know y'all have stuff going on here and you're a part of stuff but if you ever feel a call
3: (laughs) good to know original starbucks yes we're the coffee drinkers we know that yeah i'm not but i i uh Well, we're going to get some coffee (laughs) when we come
0: to Seattle and, and we'll get you some chocolate milk and it's (laughs) going to be wonderful. Then I'll be happy. So, um, (laughs) do you guys have a way for our listeners to support your work there in Seattle? Is there like an online forum?
1: I believe that there is an option online, um, so RefugeSeattle.com is our church website, and okay. I think that there's an option there to like give. And I believe on our YouTube channel, actually, for the church, that there's also an option okay. to give.
0: All right. Well, listeners, you heard it. Go get your $20 out all 1,000 of you yeah. right now.
1: And you
3: have a you're Facebook be... page
1: too, right? Yes. You can find okay. us on Facebook. Right. I think awesome. it's under I think everything's pretty much Refuge Seattle or Refuge Church of Seattle. So Okay. Well,
3: awesome. We
0: believe in you guys. The work you're doing oh, we there, really that. in Jesus' name, it's going to be incredible. Um, so the the movement is And I know we covered this a little bit. They're singing your songs all over the place right now. (laughs) Um, So uh, you are an incredible songwriter. You're a great singer, but it's so incredible that you write these songs. Yes. Um, Let's talk about your songwriting for a minute. Okay. Uh, What does that process look like for you when you put pen to paper on these melodies here?
1: So... um, Going back several years to more of my earlier stuff that I was writing, like um, Only One, for instance, that's a good example of one that people probably have heard because TBC recorded it. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote that one by myself and it just, it's one of those things that just kind of, it just starts flowing. And so you write and you're like, wow, this actually turned out really great. But I would say that for me, that is like the exception like one of those every so often comes along in this current season everything i'm writing is written um with at least one or two other people Um, that's cool and honestly i was a little scared like getting into co-writing because you do feel like okay you've got to be flexible and you might be giving up you know a few things or something you really love that everybody else hates you know yeah but it has probably been one of the best things for me as a songwriter and there's just something really special that happens with songwriting collaboration. Having the additional perspectives, I feel like something I could get on my own in a co-write is going to be like 10 times better because by the time it just takes shape and you have all, you know, all of this creativity and like people throwing out ideas and stuff that you just continue to build on, then you get something that's just really, really special. So um, right now it's usually... um getting into a room with a couple people. And And you come
0: to Atlanta to do that?
1: For this project and the last project, yes.
0: Okay.
1: Um, The only one from the last project that I had mostly mostly written or, yeah, I would say mostly written was We Have Overcome. And then we went in and tweaked several things um, to turn it into what it was.
0: (laughs) So do you bring material with you? Like, okay, I've been working on this course – or I've got this verse. Or do you ever start? Because this we is the start blank. From scratch. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the blank Which page. Is, yes. Okay,
3: that would <laughs> so, be intimidating. How intimidating here's, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> here's the intimidating. deal: is the
1: majority of people, they, um, they, if you're going into a co-write, like the thing is, bring ideas, bring some lyrics, bring some direction. Mm-hmm. You never walk into a co-write and not have anything. But with Sean, like he's totally okay with like, let's start with nothing and maybe an idea or direction and um the last one especially i had like clear direction of what i wanted the songs to accomplish obviously like you said churches and stuff they're ready for churches and that was a huge thing for me that's what we do i mean you guys do the same thing you're involved in church music ministry um and i wanted stuff that it was for the church by apostolic people you know and so i knew like the direction that I wanted it to go and and who you know I wanted it to be for and all of that, so I basically went in with that in mind. Like, I want something that is declaring who God is. Sure. You know, I want to declare who He is, what He's capable of, the fact that the church does not need to be afraid. That the church needs to rise up and just step into what God is calling them to do, and the fact that we can walk in anointing and, and power. Right. Um. And I I just wanted that message really. To get into the hearts of the people we are seeing, um, with you know whether it be at a church service on Sunday or at, at an event somewhere, um, and really that hasn't changed a whole lot between then and now. That idea and message. Um, the songs are a little different this time, but it's still kind of carrying. That oh, theme. I cannot
0: wait to hear the new songs. Like I when... know.
3: I'm really excited. About oh, I'm them. pumped.
0: I I'm when's excited. the time frame looking like? Um,
3: April. Okay. should be April again. That's not too far out. Yeah. Wow. so, that's so great. Because it's so easy to go and purchase your chord charts yes. and just take it to music practice. I'm like, this is how we're going to do it. You're not like, okay, so there's not a soprano part on here. Yeah. So <laughs> let's find out what the sopranos are going right. to sing, you know, or is it just going to be two parts or, you know, something for like, let's say a, a church plant yeah. for, uh, you know, a music minister or, Really, a pastor's wife—that is the music minister yeah, exactly. <laughs> that may or may not have any singers, but right. can still take your songs and sing them and play them because yes. they're really simple to play too. Yeah, Just and
1: that was the idea. Like, good. For instance, good. with us, I'm the only musician and, and singer at our church. We don't have anybody else that helps me. I. Use multi tracks and love it because I can have a full band.
3: Yeah. But
1: it's still me. And I wanted to make sure obviously there's a lot of flavor and like some fun stuff that happens on these songs, but they're still accessible. Like you can do it with all that stuff, or you can break it way down and just have one person singing and playing, and it still works. Like you could do a completely acoustic version, which. We're going to be playing around with a little bit at our concert that you guys are going to be yes, featured at. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll kind of actually be a good example of how it's just going to be basically keys and a vocal on most That's of the so songs. Um, so you can do it with like everything and all of the crazy stuff or without it, and it's okay. Like, it still works. It's accessible. I wanted it yeah. to be accessible, no matter what size your music department was, or how talented
3: you think you are, or not, you know. Yeah. Um, even, um, I believe that they could be utilized very well in campus ministries. Yeah. I mean, you're literally there with either, with just a guitar, really. We're not going to even say, Yeah. know, exactly. because... We all. Know, yeah. <laughs> we're not like a piano around on campus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I came from a campus ministry where um, we didn't have any music, and then Nathan came into the picture. Um, that's you know another story for another time. But he started bringing his guitar, and yeah. it changed the entire atmosphere mm-hmm. of our campus ministry. And but it, it's it's unique to find songs that fit that setting where. You know, there's good songs out there, but they're so big that yeah, you really can't bring it down. But your songs are awesome big, but awesome when you bring it down to just an intimate setting, too. And that speaks volumes (laughs) of your songwriting and just your thought process when you're recording. It's just incredible. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm glad that it has translated beyond just me. Because sometimes, you know, we can think stuff about our own. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I would totally... Break it down, and you could do like come move would totally be awesome on just acoustic, acoustic guitar and a vocal. Mm-hmm. But not everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> necessarily will hear that. So yeah. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. that the other people hooked up on that.
0: Co writing is not something I'm experienced in. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done it a little bit. Me and my friend uh, Devin Cunningham have written some together, and yeah. uh, I've written a little bit with my brothers, things like that. They're very musical, my brother Ryan and Jonathan. Mm-hmm um Ryan always teases around that he wrote one word to Great and Mighty. he yeah. wrote. Uh, he, so he gets uh, his name on it, right?
1: No, I think I
0: think it was Everlasting Father, and he yeah. was like, um, every time you say that, there's just a special anointing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've done a little bit of that, but I I really want to get into it because I love to write. Writing has been very like intimate, like just me, my guitar or a piano, and that's just how I grew up writing, and that's how a lot of our songs are produced. And then Rachel will add these vocals to it and just take it to the next level. That's just kind yeah. of how it's worked for us. But um, I'm ex- I've am i been trying to get uh, Andy Ferguson mm-hmm. to record a new album because everybody loves Andy Ferguson. Yes. <laughs> I, he plays on almost every song we do has Andy on it. And uh, he, you know, I'm trying to get him to write this new, and so he was like, I will do a new album if you'll co-write with me. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like so intimidated, but that sounds so fun. Like it I really, really want is. to get into that and be a part of that. And uh, I was actually talking to uh, the Erickson's in. Um, oh yes. What yeah. Maryland or where are they at? Tennessee. Maryville. Tennessee? Maryville. Maryville. Okay. Something like. And that. they're real into co-writing and everything, and they. They were talking to us about wanting to do this big workshop. So I I definitely want to enter that world Yeah. uh, so you can tutor us and help us. Yeah, we're
3: seeing it too. There's starting to be songwriter retreats. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's becoming a thing.
1: Which is good because honestly, it's been a thing for a while, just not necessarily with apostolic people. Yeah. We tend to, most of the songwriters that we've had come up, especially over the last several years, tend to write by themselves. But I just feel like as a movement, we could really take it to our apostolic sound and our apostolic songs to another level when we get together and collaborate.
3: I feel like there are so many songwriters in our movement that are just sitting on a pew. They've got a notebook full of songs (laughs) that are incredible and we just need them to jump on board like, oh, a songwriters retreat. Like if, I mean, I want to just throw it out here since... We're talking on a podcast, but like to defeat fear and just yeah. completely step out and okay. Let me contact Brittany Scott and yeah. <laughs> I mean, you may get that every now and then. Like <laughs> every now a song and then, I do. That, And you know, sometimes it may be well that's cool, and sometimes it could be very thing that. Uh, is you know the next come move or the next right. fight for us or you know something huge that's truly ministering to people and Absolutely. it doesn't matter if you're twelve years old or if you're fifty <laughs> years old that the, you know your songwriting matters even if you feel like it, maybe it's just something that God inspired to you but you know when you put it out there and get if you're not going to record it yourself get an artist to record it you know Absolutely. put your name on there yeah but it will minister to so many people I feel like. I mean, even just so far in this interview, you have proven that when you're faithful to God and when you just, you're willing to sacrifice everything you yeah. have, <laughs> he is faithful to you he and really he will is. take care of you and take your dreams far beyond anything you ever imagined that it, you know, that as far as it would go, you know, yeah, like fight for us, yeah. you know, come in, which <laughs> when I first heard your album, that was the song that I was like, yes, Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah when it comes Everybody around. loves us. Right? I am more, when it comes to church, I'm like all about come move.
0: Especially the girls, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's become like a girl power. Yes. Uh, well, and at, I love that. It's I, like we need yeah. this. I was at, um, like, yeah. we were at Music Fest. We were uh, guest artists at IBC Music Fest, and so oh, is yes. Brittany. That's actually where the Lord kind of connected our paths. That's there. right. And uh, so, well, first of all, uh, in the afternoon concert... You guys had a moment where you went out there and you realized your drummer wasn't there. Oh yeah! And then they were like, "Well, we're gonna come back." And so uh, there was this kind of skit thing that was
3: uh, Nathan.
0: It was a, it was an interesting segue. Yes,
3: it was wonderful.
0: <laughs> but of course, um, your
3: moment though was so, just kind of like.
0: So I like, knew okay, it. No drummer, I said, babe, skit." I said, yes. "Babe." They're gonna throw us out there because you you were we were like scheduled later on, and I'm like
1: yeah,
0: because we are the easiest because it's literally me and Rachel's setup. So anytime something goes wrong at an event, it's like get Nathan and Rachel out here because the the <laughs> setup's so easy. So we're like the go to yes. like oh, let's get them transitional.
3: out transitional. Uh,
0: let's get People. over there, set so, you know. <laughs> so no. so, oh. so, um, <laughs> so uh, we went out there and saying, but then uh, we're out there. And you guys go in to fight for us. And I see all the girls like, "Yo, my <laughs> name is <about> <laughs> And like, there was like, uh, our friend uh, mm-hmm. Bailey Pledger was out there like head banging. Yeah. Like,
3: your like, moment was redeemed. Like that everything that so tried great. to steal your moment That's was completely funny. redeemed. As soon as fight for us started, like every girl in the place was like, yes, I was hoping she'd do that song. And they're like into it. Like it's the, uh, you know, the number that, sold out concert yeah. of the year that you know you have to like punch somebody in the face to get tickets yeah. for
0: how, how was um how was ibc music fest for you Did it you was enjoy a that?
3: blast yes i was like
1: first of all when they were asking us to come we're both like are they sure right hey we felt <laughs> like, the same way like, you the want the us to do people? what <laughs> but oh my word we totally enjoyed it we loved Honestly, I love just getting to connect with other people like you guys that oh, was great. you could just see God is really raising up songwriters and artists in the apostolic movement. It was and so encouraging. Yes, it was. I was mm-hmm. like, yes. Like, I am so glad I got to see that and meet people that are passionate about this and, and wanting to actually go out there and like, God, we're going to make music for you. So it was oh, cool. It
0: was great. It was great. Cool. It- We got to attend your songwriting seminar there,
3: so good, and
0: uh, we loved that. And I really enjoyed the things you said. Uh, You had it. it, You would say things that were like, "Oh wow, that's so true. I've never thought about that," and it kind of (laughs) made us think about it. I'm
1: glad
2: Um, the class went well. We we definitely wanted to catch
0: that. Um, One of the funny things I remember. I remember weird things, by the way. I don't know why (laughs) my memory goes to like the random things, but. I remember you were talking about a Mercy Me song that where they go, uh, you were talking in your writing about don't emphasize the wrong thing. Like if you're going to repeat something, don't emphasize the wrong thing. And they go, uh, greater is the one living inside of me than he who is living in the world. And then they repeat, (laughs) in in the the world, world. (laughs) in the world. And you were like... But that's not what you're supposed to emphasize, not the world. Yeah. And I was like, I've never thought about that. I've heard that song like a hundred times. And
1: it's like, it's, it's a good song and it gets stuck in your head yeah. and everything. But then And now every time I hear it, I'm like,
0: they need to stop glorifying the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, uh, oh, that was great. That's but funny. we really enjoyed that, that seminar. Um, so I've asked this question. Uh, at every interview I've done so far on the podcast
3: okay.
0: <laughs> and uh, I asked it to Mark Lee of Third Day, I asked it to Benji Shepard of the Joy FM, you're our uh, third interview on the show nice. so uh, and nobody hates me yet for okay. asking this, but <laughs> I love to ask this question for some reason what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you on a platform or a, a stage, What have you ever had a
1: oh plenty oh my goodness we all have one, i could probably but is there one that the, stands the, out the, there's for probably you, yeah. two that stand out to me the most and the first one i like to tell this story because i think it helps other people <laughs> and that is that's why we asked. yeah i was probably um 11 or 12 and i was going to be singing in my school's talent show singing and playing together for like the first time oh <laughs> and i was doing um i give you jesus So, yeah, I was like really excited. I give you Jesus? Mm -hmm. Okay. I was excited because I was going to get to do this at the school um, and all that. So my pastor, pastor's wife said, why don't you actually come um, prepare the song and sing it at church on like the midweek service before the concert? That way it gives you some practice. You get to do it in front of everybody. Right. And um, so I was like, yes, like that's awesome. (laughs) Okay. So they call me up to sing and I get up, I get through probably the first verse, first chorus, get into the second verse. And remember, this is the first time I think I've really like played and sang, Okay. you know.
0: So how old are you at this point? 11 or 12. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, and I got into that second verse and I lost where I was on my chord chart. Oh, oh no. And so then I'm like like just hitting random chords because i'm trying to like figure out where i'm at i'm not singing that i remember (laughs) and trying to get back to just at least the chorus so it's like one like that's Judah,
0: y'all i'm sorry (laughs) judah's crying it's fine he's fine he's
1: good (laughs) um that's what happens when you have kids (laughs) absolutely um, so I finally like get back to the chorus and by then I'm mad, you know, I'm oh, mad at myself no. and I'm like, I just like totally messed this whole thing up in front of everybody. Um, and I just kind of sang through the chorus and then like got done and probably stomped off the platform a little. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> so I was just like, this is awful. Um, and it was really, yeah. I, I ended love up...
0: that you were a kid yeah. for your story <laughs> because this is about to get pretty deep. The wounds are going to get deep yes. here. But one of my all-time moments was actually at Calvary Tabernacle. I grew up at Calvary Tabernacle. Yeah. So in Indianapolis, and Brother Lyndall Anderson would do Music is for Kids.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I've never told this story in public before. Oh, no.
1: But there was this
0: big... Uh, you know that song... Um, uh, what if I were a shepherd? I'd give him a oh, lamb. yes, I'll give, you, I'll my give heart. you my heart. Yes, and so I was the, the main soloist, you know. Yeah. And this is Calvary. There's like two thousand people here for Music Is for Kids, uh-huh. and I'm like such a young kid. <laughs> and there was this big line that they added in just for me. They wanted me to sing it. And at the end, they went. Yeah. They wanted me to go.
2: His name is Jesus.
0: <laughs> And that's how it ended. Yeah. And it was like acapella. Yeah. And at that point, I hadn't experienced yeah. in my life yet, I hadn't experienced a lot of flat notes. but So the song ends, <laughs> this big crescendo, uh-huh. and I go, his name is Jesus. And just this awful... Weird flat note. I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> That's hilarious. I couldn't. I cracked under the pressure. I was nine. <laughs> it was just too much for me to handle. But Aww. I felt so bad about myself. So I, yeah. I love that you were a kid because I've been there, been
1: through well, that. The <laughs> thing I try to tell people is like after that, I ended up doing just fine at the talent show, and like it went over really well. I think I placed. I might have actually got first place at that one. I'm not. I can't remember. Not but,
0: surprised.
1: But it's like after that, once you get that big mistake, it's like, okay, now I've already messed up just about as bad as I can in front of people. And your pride just kind of goes out the door and you're like, all right, now I'm just here to do what I'm here to do. Like if I hit a wrong note, no big deal. I'm, I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be singing and doing it for God. And you know, can't get more embarrassed than that.
2: (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, it it Actually
1: talking about the flat note thing. Um, so this week, we're, <laughs> this morning actually. It's it, getting modern. It, it been, yeah, it might have been last night. Ooh. We were going through and editing some like vocals and stuff for the project. And um, for those of you don't that don't know, because of the way hey. music is recorded these days and all of your instruments are perfectly hey. tuned, every vocal has to be tuned. And it doesn't matter how perfectly on pitch you sure, are, like, absolutely. you can tell little tiny differences because you're putting, you know, an acoustic vocal up against perfectly tuned instruments. Right. Um, And if you pay attention, you can actually hear when somebody has not tuned their vocals on oh, something yeah, that they put yeah. out.
0: It, it
2: shows. And it's she like, like they're
1: difference. talented and they're doing a great job, but... They need, you just have to have a tuner. Yeah, You got to, yeah. So even when we're going through and editing, we'll usually put at least a slight little tuner on it. It's not what it will be at the end, just so that we make sure we're hearing everything the way it should be. Well, we put the tuner and the key that we thought it was supposed to be in on the thing, on the song. And we're listening through, and there was a couple parts that there's a lot of motion. So I knew in several of the takes... Like, I overshot the note. And so it took me a few to kind of get into that groove and, like, kind of relax. And we started listening through those. And I mean, painfully sharp. Oh, no. And I was like, <laughs> I not. Those are the
0: best when do they're not sharp. Gr- it's like, yes. oh, weird. But
1: I was like, I do not remember it being. I know I overshot it, but I do not remember it being that bad. Like, it was. <laughs> I was feeling Awful. Like, I was sitting there every time we kept playing, and even Sean, the producer, (laughs) when it would happen, he'd just kind of look at me, and I was like, I don't remember, like, I don't remember going that sharp. There's no way. So we went back, we were checking the tuner to see if it was, you know, everything's right, went back, and then there was another one that we knew, like, it was perfect. We literally had one take, and we're like, we don't even need to do that again. And it got to the end and just went to this super sharp note. And at this point, I'm like, I'm embarrassed. Like, I'm apparently horrible and just did not realize Aww. it, you know.
2: Um,
1: Sean even said, he's like, yeah, I could kind of tell the color drained from your face as we, like, kept going. But in the end, we the tuner was in the wrong key. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, thank God, oh, it wasn't yes. Wow, I was like, oh, Yeah, it was rough. awful. For probably a good, like, five minutes, I was just like what is happening, right?
2: (laughs) What is happening?
1: Judah
0: loved that story. (laughs) Oh, it's humbling. When you come out of that sound booth and you start listening raw to those Mm. perfectly tuned instruments, it's humbling.
3: It is. Um, (laughs) The headphones are so deceiving. They are because they put a little (laughs) reverb on there and like, you know, you're like oh, it sounds good in here. Have you
0: seen those videos where it's like, what you sound with the earphones in, and then yes. it shows him with his earphones yes. out. That's real life. It's, it is true. It's, so true. It's so true when you're in the studio. You When you're in the booth, you've got that reverb in your mm-hmm. earphones, and you're like, man, I'm killing it. Yes. And you go out, and you listen, and you're like,
3: oh. oh yeah. <laughs> you're like, nope, the most humbling nope. moment. That was <laughs> the worst Pover. note I've ever hit in my life.
0: Uh, one time, uh, Joe Salamita, the oh, owner of Vanquish Studios, he looked at me and said, are you hurting yourself? <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, I've never let him forget it. So uh, I'm actually going to interview him later this month. And I'm going oh, to awesome. oh, I'm going to get You're him for that this. Up. So uh, it's been great. But Brittany, I, literally, we could talk here for like two hours. No yeah, joke. I, I have know. so many questions I want to ask you. But I know you've got to get to the airport and get back to Seattle. Um, but I, let's end with this. Um, let's do a plug for something we're super excited about. You've been advertising a Mm -hmm. virtual concert coming up at the end of January. And Rachel and I are so (laughs) stoked to be a small part of that. Yes. Update our audience on how they can be a part and how that's going to happen. What's a virtual concert?
1: So basically we wanted to do a concert. (laughs) I love that little laugh. (laughs) We wanted to do a concert, um, online. Um, and just share some of the songs that we've already done give some sneak peeks of some upcoming songs and um of course I was like I definitely want to feature somebody and the first people that came to mind was y'all oh, because I know you like you guys are gonna do an awesome job and you guys are putting music out right now and about to start working on some new songs yourself
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: uh, so i I' was so glad that you guys are gonna be a part of it but Basically, we've got a Friday evening and a Saturday afternoon um, show on the 25th and 26th. And you guys, whoever out there that ends up buying tickets, you'll just get to come hang out with us, listen to the songs, interact with us. Um, We're going to take some questions. Hey. And it's gonna be a pretty chill, like
0: laid-back <laughs> laid thing. Yes. So fun! It's only ten dollars, right?
1: Only ten bucks. Hey, yep,
0: ten bucks. Hop on your computer.
3: It's a great way get to your support. Cup of
0: coffee. <laughs> Let's yeah. hang out. Let's answer some questions. Um, Rachel and I are gonna actually do our new song. Uh,
1: yes, event. I was hoping you would. We're gonna do like mm. an acoustic
0: version of the new song, and we'll actually be coming live from vanquish as we are recording that song so that's so going to be awesome. a really cool experience <laughs> uh, so guys make sure you tune into that um you can go check out Brittany's website at www.brittneyscott.com
1: yes oh, and yes the virtual please. concert website is actually going to be go.brittneyscott.com slash concert
0: oh thank you yeah. okay and i will post a link to that in the notes of this episode just to look Below in the details here, and you can click that link right there. Uh, You can also go to BrittanyScott.com and find all kinds of amazing resources for her music. You can find chord charts, vocal charts, uh, charts, stems, Mm -hmm. you name it, she's got it on that website. And through that site, you can follow her blog and her YouTube page as well. And so, Brittany, uh, I know this is a crazy week. I know recording can be very busy. Thank you so much for meeting with us. This has just Thank been a delight. You
1: guys, I'm I'm like super honored that you would have me come. And maybe we'll get to do a part two later and cover the rest of the stuff that we've to do. Let's do it because I did
0: not even get to cover half of the questions <laughs> I wanted. We need to do a part two and we can't wait to have you back on the show and we are so excited about your new <laughs> Album, it's going to be incredible. Stay Yay! tuned, April, guys. Yes. We are pumped. We support you. We believe. Thank
1: you, Thank you bye so bye. much. Bye bye. Bye bye, Cheetah.
0: All right, he's reading a book. Bye, guys. <laughs> so that was it. That was our good friend Brittany Scott. We had such a great time getting to hang out with her. You're going to want to stay tuned for that virtual concert that we're doing with Brittany on January 25th. That's going to be so cool. You guys are going to enjoy it. You may have noticed that Judah, our little one-year-old, joined us for this episode. And he uh, was a little bit whiny. He wasn't feeling real good. So you might hear him uh, fussing just a little bit in the background. And I do apologize for that. Um, Poor little guy was having kind of a rough day that day but britney was so cool she she loves kids and was so understanding about it uh we actually had to edit a tantrum uh out of this episode um which was pretty funny anyways stay tuned guys it's gonna be exciting um i want to leave you uh with a song by britney scott um her first ep is out it's called fight for us we've actually featured fight for us Uh, on an earlier episode. Um, But today I want to play Come Move featuring her and our very own Court Chavis here from in pastoring in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, So you enjoy this song. Be blessed by the ministry of Brittany Scott. I love you guys. Thanks for all the support on this podcast. You guys are awesome.